tästä moni. Can I ask for a moment that we stand and lift our hands? Those who are able to do so and willing, please. Please do follow after me. I lift my hands to the coming king, to the great I am. To you I sing, for you are the one who reigns within my heart. And I will serve no foreign god, nor any other treasure, for you are my heart's desire, the spirit without measure. Unto your name, I will bring my sacrifice. Whilst you're still standing, I do remember an incident in the Bible where Jesus is asking his 12 disciples that everyone has deserted me. Are you also going to desert me? Simon Peter answers, where can we go from you? For you have got the words of eternal life. Where can we go? We have come to believe and to understand that you are the Holy One of God. The vernacular word for holy. I do want to take a moment and we just tell him that he is holy. And we do it in this fashion. this morning. We give you praise. We give you glory. You are the great I am. We have no other one but you in heaven and on earth. Would you rule? Would you reign during this meeting? In your mighty name I pray. Amen. You may be seated and good morning. So good to see you, man. It's been a while. Yeah, now those of you who don't know me are saying and and, and then Uh, what's happening? Huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm a son in the house. My name is Wawa. 
been part of this church for the past 13 years. My wife is here, Zandile, and these are my kids uh, behind her. The other one somewhere, and then there's another one. So, 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 we, we've been visiting churches the past, call it four months, you know, both big and small. You understand? So, 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 I remember in the, in the east of Pretoria, there's this small church that we visited. And I mean, we, we are a church as a family. There are seven of us. And then when we walk in there, uh, you know, uh, uh, the church is here. You understand? So this was a small church, a, a very small church. And then they said, you. And, 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 and same as there's, there's, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's no male, there's no female except when it comes to the toilet. What is happening here? You're killing my vibe. Anyway. So, 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 so. so Kill the, and then these guys are so excited to see us and they say, wow, you know, our BE scorecard is going up today. There's so many, it, it was so good. So we've been visiting these churches and the reason why we're doing that, we just want to hear from God. That is all. We want to hear from God. We said, okay, we take a moment, we separate ourselves from you, not because we don't like you or anything of the sort, but we just want to hear God, what are you saying to us? So, so that is our story. Um, if anything needs to be done, you'll just do what needs to be done when it comes to this mic. I will just keep on continuing. Now, what I'm going to do this morning. Okay. Is this one better? I see people sometimes using that one, but uh, it's not meant for people with beautiful ears. And I've tried it in the past. And it just hasn't worked. So, our story, perhaps, if you listen, you will not ask me the question after the meeting. That, wow, are you staying or are you going? If you listen, you, you, you should be able to pick it up from the story. Let's go to, to First Samuel. This has been in my heart for some time, and I shared a bit of it when we had in vision with the, with the leaders um, in the past while. First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The Lamb of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, 
Here I am. You called me. My son. Eli said. I did not call. Go back and lie down. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. At that time, the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down. And if he calls, you say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Time allowing, we will go on to the end of that. But for now, I think we can stop there. Now, looking at verse 1 only. Three people are introduced to us. It is the boy Samuel. It is the Lord. And it is the priest, Eli. Briefly, Samuel is a child of a promise. The mother's name was Hannah. Hannah could not get children. And um, she prayed so deeply one day. Samuel's father had two wives. The other was Penina. Penina had a lot of children. And they used to go to Shiloh where the ark of God was, year after year, to sacrifice and to worship God. And it is at those times that Penina, the other wife, used to tease and provoke Hannah because Hannah did not have children. And this happened year after year. And the Bible tells us that during one of those times, she cried bitterly. She cried bitterly and poured her heart to the Lord. She could not even speak that kind of prayer where you, you, you cannot even speak and the, the tears were coming. <laughs> and, and, and the priest, Eli, is sitting there and observing this woman and he rebukes her and said, come on, you are drunk, stop it. And the other says, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk. I'm just pouring out my heart to the Lord. And I'm praying. I'm so desperate. And he says, go in peace. May the Lord grant you your request. And indeed, after everything was done, they went back to Ramah where they came from. And, 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 and they consummated the marriage. And, and, and the child Samuel was born. And Hannah named the child Samuel, saying, because I asked him from the Lord. And she had made a promise that God give me a child and I'll give him back to you. He will be yours all the days of his life. And, 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 and after the child was weaned and then she took the child back to Eli and said, I am that woman. Here is the child. This child is going to stay and remain in this temple forever because God gave me this child. That is the child Samuel who is being introduced in this chapter. 
sorry, in this, yeah, in this, in this chapter or in this book. Also, within the first two verses, you will realize that there are two, that there are symbols. Symbols of darkness. It, it is not a nice time in the history of Israel. The first thing we are told is that the word of the Lord was rare. The word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. God was not showing up. A third state of affairs. The word of God being rare. It's like in our situation, you can say for an example, I don't know, I'm not a sport person. I don't know who last lifted up the cup between the Proteas and Bafana. So it can be said, you know, the, 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 the lifting or the winning is rare in those situations. Or put a different example, you can say, uh, it was rare in South Africa for the lights not to go out in this time. You, 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 you understand? But, but, but th this was deeper than that. This was deeper than that. And because of certain things that were happening, No revelation from God whatsoever. And in fact, the Bible tells us in Judges 21-25 that in those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they, as they saw fit. And, and, and the, the sad thing about that is that the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29-18 that where there is no vision, the people perish. There's no vision. There's no connection between uh, uh, our spirit and God. There's, there's, there's no heavenly perspective of doing things. It is rare to be such a state of affairs, a sad one, if we were to accept a situation whereby we get used to coming to church and yet we are not hearing from God. And then we just operate. The, the common sense kicks in. Religion kicks in. That's the first symbol that I see there. Symbol of darkness. That hey, these, these are bad times. These are bad times. And, and, and that, that, there's a history to that. The Bible tells us that the sons of Eli... It says, it used the word, they were scoundrels. They, they, they misbehaved. There was greed, there was lust, there was everything wrong. And when those things happen, God withdraws. Also, we are told that the priest, the person, the representative between the people and God. He was losing his vision. And for me, same as that is physical, it also speaks of the spiritual condition at the time. That something is not right. And the scene is at, at night. So those are the things that I'm picking up. That something is happening that is, that is just not right. 
And God being God wants to sort that out. Because his love for us is never ending. Eli's responsibility was to hear from God and to communicate with the people. It wasn't happening. I pray that we may never come to that stage. I pray that we may be dissatisfied when we don't hear from God. The lamp of God had not yet gone out. And Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. You see, even in this state of affairs, God had not given up on Israel. He's the God of the 11th hour. The lamp has not yet gone out. Regardless of the situation, the lamp has not yet gone out. There's still a chance if you're still breathing. The lamp has not yet gone out. If you are still alive, if you still woke up this morning and you came to church, I want to say the lamp has not yet gone out. I suspect God wants to do a new thing. Not only in the lives of individuals and the church. I suspect God wants to do a new thing in the life of the country as a whole. Difficulties and hardships. But we know the lamp has not gone out. Lazarus was taught of the 11th hour pitched up. The lamp has not yet gone out. The Bible tells us he has made everything beautiful in his time. And someone sings and says, I will walk through the fire with my head lifted high and my spirit revived in your story. And I'll look to the cross as my failure is lost. In the light of your glorious, of your glorious grace. Continues and says, let the ruins come to life. In the beauty of your name. Rising up from the ashes. God forever you reign. Amen. Uh, a few things that excite me more than the word of God. I'm telling you. It, it, it says in verse, um, in, is it verse 5? Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So, 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 this happens time after time. Eh? The, the, the funny thing is that God is bypassing the priest and is going for the child. And guess what? The same thing can happen today. If those of us that God has put in a place and a position of responsibility to, to lead his people, we, we have come to accept not hearing from him as normal, as the norm. 
God can bypass and talk to the child, the apprentice. It's also funny that when God is talking, the little boy is running to Eli. He's running to someone that he's used to. Someone that he is, is talking with on a daily basis. That this, this is the person. And yet things are different today. It is God calling. It is God calling. I love his alertness. And I, I love his willing spirit. Even though he knows that God has kind of rejected Eli. He knows that so much is happening which is not pleasing to God. Yet he's attentive to him. He's listening to him. He wakes up, he runs to him just like that. Maybe the priest wants me because his eyesight is failing or whatever it is. The boy was ministering. During all this time of disorder and chaos, the Bible says the boy was ministering. Stay focused. And, and, and I want us to, 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 to understand this. What kind of a man does God call? One, it is a man who is already working. God calls someone who's already in the ground. He calls someone because someone is ministering. He calls Elisha because Elisha is plowing. He calls Simon Peter and Andrew and whoever else because they are busy fishing. God calls a man who is on duty. Are you awake? That's the kind of a man that God calls. Someone already at work. Two, he calls someone who's focused. <laughs> I've got to tell this. My, my little boy, whenever he's in a mood to play, he, he, comes, he comes to me and then he, he hits me. Focus, focus, focus. Watch my hands. Focus, concentrate, focus. You know, and then, and then, then I get angry. But I'm just coming from work and the day has been a hard one and this boy is beating me and then I throw the bag on the floor and then I go for him as well. So, okay, bah, bah, focus, bah, focus. <laughs> so we play that game. God calls a man who is focused. My friend um, in, the, in, the, in, the, in a week's time reminded me of the saying, fat cat. You remember that? A fat cat. God calls someone who's faithful, who's available, and who's teachable. That, that, that's the fat part. And then there's a cat part, which is God's one. The calling, the anointing, and the timing. I was reminded about that. So he calls someone who is focused. Someone who is there. He's available. He's teachable. Regardless of what is happening, the circumstances. You know, even though Eli has kind of lost his direction, like, like it says in the, in, 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 in the car when you're driving, GPS signal lost. GPS signal lost. The Eli's signal has been lost. But the boy, is ministering. He is focused. 
the kind of a man that God calls. And he calls a man who is at peace. In the midst of the storm. Be still and know that I am. Am I hurting your ears? Be still and know that I am God. At peace. Why am I saying he's at peace? He's lying down. He's at peace. That is the kind. In the midst of the storm, my friends, my brothers and sisters, dearly loved by God, the lamp has not yet gone out. Eh? It's the first half. I don't care the situation. I don't care the situation. Change comes to, it was saying there in that advert, to a person who says, enough is enough. And the thing is, we don't do it by our strength. That's the good part about it. That Jesus has done it all for us. And we work with confidence. Knowing that it is done. All we have to do is just to, to, to connect. You connect to the black. And you are in tune. And you serve him. You love him. You avail yourself. Regardless. Regardless. Some of these things are not for us to solve. They are for God. Let God be God. Now. I do ask the question if you are at peace. Verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. I dare say also that God calls someone in a state of their immaturity. He's not looking for perfect people. He's looking for available people. We're told here he did not yet know the Lord. Huh? It's possible to be saved, to come to church. But certain things that need to be developed are not yet there. God is okay with that. It's fine. He hasn't changed anything when it comes to you. When your part is to remain available and teachable. Regardless of your immaturity, he calls a person like that. So, so someone is unaware of the voice of God. He's not acquainted with the ways of God. Because it is this time. The frequency of the spiritual ears is not tuned yet. So, sometimes there are many voices. In this journey that we are in, we hear many voices. They don't mean bad. But ours is to distinguish. 
Is this ungodly advice? Or is this from the mouth of God? And I promise you, the moment you take a stand or you take a step and say, I want to hear God. I don't want to rush. Just because there's something that is burning in me or whatever it is, I want to hear from you, God. And the moment you go in a church and you say, Father, whatever it is, I talk to me. He does something. He shows up. That is why I have a problem personally of people who just turn up to church. They have not prayed. They have not prayed for the meeting. They have not prayed for the musos. They have not prayed for the pastor. They have not prayed for God to show up. Because as far as I'm concerned, the shots should be going out whilst we are still at home. Lord, let us find you there. Let us find you there. And then you come. There's an 8 o'clock meeting. It's attended by two people. It is a shame. Sorry, I'm a straight talker. It is a shame. And we expect God to come. You expect God to come? Yes, he can come because he's God. But, but, but there are things that need to be fueled. And by the way, before he changes any situation, people like Hannah would cry and cry before the Lord. And he changes the situation. do the same of the everything. Expect a different result. Things have got to change, especially spiritual things. Especially spiritual things. These things are important. And sought advice. It's given. Be very careful of it. Eve was given that advice from the devil. She did not invite it. But the advice was given. And she followed it. You? You? Okay. How do we grow and mature in hearing him? The Bible is very straightforward. The primary way, in fact, the Bible says, Hebrews, Hebrews 1, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets. It goes on and on and so on. But in these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son. This son who is the image of, the, of God. This son who reigns supreme forever and ever. He has spoken to us through the son. One is the word of God, the written word of God. There's nothing that beats it. It's, it's, it's not the preacher. Primary way of God speaking to you is through the word of God. The plan of God for your life is in the Bible. You'll find it there. Two, it is prayer, my friends. Prayer. You learn there to communicate with him. You learn to hear him speaking. You talk to him. He talks to you. And it is the body of Christ, the church. 
Maybe you, you, you can afford to be out of church, but it is short-lived. And it is not life. Our hope is built on nothing else than on Jesus and his righteousness. We've got no other reason to live. Every other joy is short-lived. It is going to die. But when we put our hope in him, when we trust him, when we faith in him, because of what he's done in Calvary. He died for me on Calvary just because he loved me so. You've been sleeping in my absence. I can see. It's going to come to an end. I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to wake you up. Now, <clears throat> verse 8, a third time the Lord called Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. The, 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 the good thing, the good thing about Samuel going to Eli, in the midst of everything that was happening, is that God still speaks to us through those in authority when we submit to him. Yes, 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 Eli doesn't get it, you know, and I, and I mean, he's, he's, he's prone to it. Because in me, I don't understand how and why a woman is praying desperately and he misses it, he mistakes it for a drunkard. And now this one is drunk. And the sons are misbehaving and he does nothing about it. Again, it says to me, he, maybe not quite tuned up in the spiritual things. And again, this proves it to me that the boy keeps on running to him. He said, no, I did not go. But he said, yeah, 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 God used to speak. And this was the fashion. And my boy, if he speaks again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. He gets it. And the question is, if Samuel had decided not to be there and go and do his thing somewhere else just because there's something wrong. Call it in the church. What would have happened to his call? What would have happened to his call? My friends, it is for God to punish Eli. It is not for you. Nyandiv, do you hear me? It is for God to punish Eli. It is not for you. <clears throat> we have a problem of time. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. He repeatedly calls 
<laughs> he repeatedly calls, d- d- despite the failures. I tell you now, you were marked before you were born. He knew you. And he's got a calling for your life. And yes, you have whatever, whatever. He's calling even now. He's still calling. Samuel. Samuel. God is calling. He will not stop. He will continue to call. Up until you say, speak Lord. I am listening. It is dangerous for you, my good friends, and for me not to listen to him. I remember the other two people who were called in this fashion. It was Abraham, Abraham. Hmm? This double call, Abraham, Abraham. In, in Genesis twenty-two eleven, when he's about to sacrifice his son. So Abraham is the leader, or was the leader of Israel. At, at, at a crucial time in his calling, there's a double call. Abraham, Abraham. Moses, Moses, at a crucial time when he is to lead the people. And he says, yes, Samuel, Samuel, this chaos is coming to an end because I, God, have decided to come down and to free my people from all this thing. I'm anointing a new prophet for my people. Things have got to change. And a double call comes. A double call is coming your way. It's important, therefore, for us to say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. It's a great prayer. It's a great prayer before any church meeting. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You are getting the gist of this. I am jumping. I am coming to the conclusion. My story to you is that God desires to speak to us. And I am saying yes, we don't always hear very well. Sometimes we are like Samuel. Sometimes we are like Eli. When we are spiritually sluggish, we don't hear. And I'm saying God speaks to us primarily through his word. Don't be victims of false prophets and people who claim to hear from God when they are not. Through his word. He keeps coming back. God is patient with us. And finally, in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son, Jesus Christ, the image of the invisible God, the first among the dead. He was there at the beginning. When everything was made, he was there. 
It says he made it all. In the beginning there was the word and the word was the God. And the word was God. The word came down. Manifested himself with us. That is the Jesus that we serve. Amen. The Lord keep you. He loves you. He wants to speak to you. There's, there's, there's a time of transition. There's, there's a time of change. There's, there's a period of change. And I'm saying, let's leave these things to him. And he is doing. You see, with us human beings, if I want to move this stand, I'll take it now, I'll move it. You'll see. Okay? Because the problem with us is that we've got our senses. It's touch, it's hearing, it's taste, and all those things. With him, before you know, you'll realize, ah, no, 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 the stand used to be there, but the stand is there. What happens? Sometimes you understand. God is God. Be blessed. Have a blessed week. Have a blessed year. I speak a blessing upon your life. I pray in the name of Jesus that any and everything that is a hindrance in your call of God, it must break. It must tumble down. It must fall. It must turn into powder and don't exist in the name of Jesus. Let Jesus be the king of your life and the only king. We read it, we didn't sing it, but we'll serve no foreign God, no any other treasure. Amen. I'm done.